Welcome to the Rise and Thrive Podcast. My name is Liz Paris. And I'm Christina Cyphers. We're sisters. And we have been on a journey to get unstuck in life and learn tips, tools, and techniques to find more success, love, and happiness. We want to share what we've learned with you to help you move from surviving to thriving. All right, welcome to another episode of Arise and Thrive. Christina and I are excited to welcome back Brittany Crane. Um, she's the founder of Get Out There Girl. She does high adventure retreats for women. She's also worked on um, authoring a book. It's the Self-Compassion Workbook, and it's a guide and a journal to help women build their inner strength and accept themselves to thrive where they're at. And she's going to go into a lot more detail about how to be self-compassionate to yourself and to get rid of those negative voices and to just love yourself where you're at. So Brittany, welcome today. Thank you. Thanks for having me back. Yes, we're so excited. So tell us, tell us more about this project that you've, you've worked on, the Self-Compassion Workbook, and just the importance that you found of women being compassionate to themselves. Yeah, of course, I would love to. So I am a really critical person, and I found that out through going to counseling. I kind of shared on our last episode a little bit of my story with battling depression, um, but working with a counselor, I discovered just how critical I am of myself and those around me, but mostly myself. Um, and so my counselor introduced me to self-compassion. There's a wonderful woman named Kristen Neff, and she wrote a book about self-compassion. She's kind of like the lead expert. And reading her book and applying its principles changed my life. And I just felt so much freedom, and it made sense, and it just rang true. And not only changed my life, but it changed my family's life and how I interact with everybody just based on how I treat myself. And so over the past, you know, five or six years, as I have, you know, studied as much as possible about self-compassion, I've kind of become an expert in it. And I decided to write a workbook, um, just 15 days, something that was doable for a busy woman that she could implement into her life and something that I would- love it. What a start great focus. Her, <laughs> yeah, I just I just wanted to start women on their journey of of learning about compassion and what it can do for them and opening up the doors of, you know, why am I critical? Where does that critical voice come from and all of those different things. That is terrific. And I think it's so cool that you not only like share this principle, like, Hey, be self-compassionate. This is important, but you live it. Like I noticed one of your social media posts a while back and I loved the message you shared. It was like, um, that you, you had two pictures of you. One was you working out with no makeup. Another one, you're all dressed up, ready to go on a date with makeup all fixed up. And, and, um, I love that you put on there. I love myself both ways. That is such a powerful message for women because I think a lot of times we hold back that self-love until we've performed or we've, you know, reached a certain level or, you know, whatever it is. Um, so I love that. I love that you're, you are a living example of that self-compassion. Thank you. I try. There, I have to apply these principles of self-compassion every single day still. I mean, I may think that I am somewhat of an expert or I know a lot, but I, I still have to apply it every single day. 
Yeah, that's a, a great thing for us all to know. It's a process, right? Yes. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, so tell us more about your book and how that came about and what's in it and share us more about that. Yeah. So with my retreats, I talk a lot about self-compassion. We usually have some type of workshop or different thing that we talk about or discuss as a, as a group of women. And I love it. Um, but talking about self-compassion, women have opened up to me and told me how much they need that in their life. And so as I have contemplated that, I just felt really strongly that I needed to do something to give women a tool to develop it. Like, like I did, like I spent thousands of dollars on counseling, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I wanted, I wanted to make it more available for, for every woman. And so I, I started the workbook and it was a lot, it was a lot to, um, to create. I had some, some help. I, and it all came together. I can honestly say that God directed me and, and helped me along the way in putting it together. And I, I'm really excited about it. all the feedback that I've gotten from the women who have done it. It has been life-changing and and so that was my goal with it. That is so great. So how long ago did you write the workbook? And um, I probably started about eight months ago. And then I just released it in January is when it, I started wow. selling it. And, and you've had already had great feedback, huh? Yeah, it's been pretty exciting. That's wonderful. Cool. Okay, so um, tell us a little bit more about how they can... Um, how they can find this workbook and can they find that on your webpage or is that something that, um, yes. Yeah. So the website for the book itself is selfcompassion.getoutthergirl.com. Um, so that's the best, that's the best way to, to order the workbook. They can also follow me on social media, Instagram and Facebook and, um, and find links there, but selfcompassion.getoutthergirl.com is, is the workbook website. That's great. So do you use this workbook in connection with your retreats or is it more um, something that the ladies take and they do on their own? So I, we always have a workshop at each retreat. Um, our workshops include self-compassion or mindfulness or um, the next one is going to be about body image. So we always do some type of workshop. Um, oftentimes I give my workbook, well, the last two retreats I've given the workbook out as a gift. Um, and we, we go through it and go over it, but we don't do it. Um, I let the women, it's a, it's a big journal experience and I want the women to take time and, and be mindful for it. And so I just give it to them and they go home and, and complete it. They dig deep, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's great. So tell us, I think today you're going to share with us one of these really great experiences that's in the journal, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was hoping to share um, part of the day. So it, it is 15 days and each day I take you through, um, like we talk about what self-compassion is, how to recognize emotions, how to stop resisting emotions. Um, I mean, we go through it. We go through a different step each day and then you journal about each step. Um, but one of the steps is I wanted to share day six we talk about defining, um, labeling, feeling, noticing, and connecting. And so I, I thought I would take each of your listeners through that experience. Awesome. Let's do it. Okay. So first, just I want you to define a difficult circumstance that you're going through. Something that is hard, 
and difficult that you're currently facing. That should be hard for I know, right? women, right? <laughs> We've all got something or 10 somethings. <laughs> all right. Yes. So everyone's going to define something that's hard for them right now. A circumstance that you're facing. Okay. Then I want you to label um, the emotions that it triggers within you. So, you know, if, if the, the circumstance that you're going through right now is, um, you know, maybe you have a teenager that is emotional and um, having a, a difficult time, then, you know, what emotions does that bring up for you? Does that give you anxiety to watch your child go through a, diff a difficult time themselves? Does that make you feel like a bad mom because they're struggling? You know, all those different things. So I want you to think for a second about the emotions that that difficult circumstance triggers within you. How about guilt? That's a, a big mom word, huh? <laughs> or yeah. a big lady word, a, a woman word. <laughs> There's just always a lot of guilt, I think. We're, yeah, we're really good at feeling guilt, unfortunately. <laughs> okay, so next, I want you to feel, allow yourself to feel that emotion that it triggers within you. I think emotions are messengers that come to teach us a lesson. And often we resist them and we push those emotions away, but really we need to allow them to, to teach us. We need to ask them what message they're, they're coming to teach us and, and allow ourselves to feel it. I think often we're scared to, to feel an emotion because we're worried that it's going to stick around. Like we don't want to feel sadness or, or even despair because we're worried that we'll get stuck. <clears throat> I think me, we, we also do this to our kids and to those around us almost like, Oh, don't feel that or don't throw the tantrum or, and so, you know, I think that's awesome to not bury it, but to let it out. What is this trying to tell me? That's great. Yeah. And they found, you know, through studies that burying emotions, they, they come out eventually and usually in unhealthy ways. And so if you can mindfully ask yourself, I'm, why am I feeling this emotion? Like allow yourself to feel it and allow it to teach you. Then you're able to move past it and work through it much quicker. And then it doesn't come out in unhealthy ways. Awesome. I think also if we don't take the time to let it out when we need to, then it might come out. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever cried in a weird situation, like at the grocery store, if someone said something mean or someone cut you off or something, I definitely have. And I'm like, wait, why am I so upset at this certain um, situation? And then I realized that I hadn't taken the time and I had pushed down those emotions when something else had gone in my life. So yeah, I think definitely taking that time is so important. It's the build up, right? And then it just comes mm -hmm. out at the wrong moment. <laughs> yeah. And then it's embarrassing. <laughs> or can be. <laughs> And unfortunately, I think it's often our kids that get the brunt of that, that, you know, we, mm -hmm. so we bottle true. things up for so long and then they, you know, they ask for, you know, cereal for dinner for the 10th time or they, you know, they follow you to the bathroom and are banging on the door and then you just snap at them, you know, mm -hmm. and it doesn't mean it wasn't intentional. They didn't do anything wrong. It's just you were bearing these emotions from the past and, and then your emotions came out in an unhealthy way when when something they, they did triggered you. And so we usually have negative responses to people because of emotions that we're resisting. And then it's a cycle. Then we feel the guilt and the shame from snapping, you know, at our children or at a coworker or a loved one. And, and then that kind of just begins the cycle all over again. So true. 
All right, so, so far, tell us our words. We've had define, label, and actually feel the emotion, right? Mm -hmm. And then we've already kind of started talking about the next one. The next one is notice. So notice what was your negative response to others because of that difficult circumstance that you were facing, the emotions that it triggered within you, and, you know, did you allow yourself to feel it or did you push it down? Um, what was your negative response to others? Did you snap at anybody? Did you, you know, get grumpy or irritable with somebody because of that? So just kind of notice, pay attention, be mindful. And then the last one is connect. Um, the biggest thing with self-compassion is to connect with humanity. Um, we are all imperfect people on the journey of life. And there's not, you know, none of us are capable of perfection, but often we hold ourselves to that unreachable standard. And so once you step back and realize that you are a human being and everybody is a human being and nobody is capable of perfection, then you're able to connect with all of humanity. Everybody suffers. Everybody feels pain. Everybody has difficult circumstances and everybody responds negatively to those difficult cir circumstances. And so once you're able to connect with humanity and with everybody else in the world, um, it puts you out of isolation and it, um, it helps you cope and apply self-compassion. And then you can ask yourself, you know, what would you tell yourself if you, or what would a friend tell you, you know, if you had a wise and really understanding friend, what would they tell you when, when you snapped negatively to, to your child or your coworker, or, you know, when you're facing your difficult circumstances and you're feeling all of these emotions, what would that friend say to you, would that friend have compassion to you? And then you turn that compassion on yourself. That's really what self-compassion is, is it's treating yourself like a good friend would treat you or like you would treat a good friend. It's just I applying it to yourself. That's awesome. And just even the way you talk to yourself. Sometimes you get talking to yourself in such a mean, critical way and you realize, oh my goodness, would I ever say these things to a friend? And it's like, no, <laughs> I, tr I treat them with love and respect. And so treating ourselves with that same love and respect. And I've noticed too, that when we treat ourselves with compassion and love and respect, then it, it floods out into the rest of our lives to our relationships with everybody else. Because if you can love self, then you can love everyone and be respectful, right? Yep. I, I've noticed a big difference in my family life. So my life has changed personally by applying self-compassion, but my, my kids and my husband, I'm much more compassionate with them. And I see them as humans, you know, not capable of perfection either. And I'm able to give them additional compassion when I didn't think that I really needed to give them more self-compassion, right? I thought I was always compassionate to them, but as I've grown in self-compassion for myself, I've actually grown in compassion towards others around me as well. You learn it at a new level. That's so true. That's great. Awesome. So can you go through those five steps for this experience one more time? Just tell us those key words that we're working on as we go through this experience. Yeah. So define, label, feel, notice, and connect. Five steps. Awesome. I heard that the other day that, that hugs, if they're eight seconds long, will like release these amazing endorphins. So when you say connect, I'm like, and then just go give everybody a big hug in your family or, you know, a friend or whatever. Um, I love that idea. <laughs> 
That's awesome. Okay, great. This is valuable. Thank you so much for sharing this with our listeners. Like, I can see that this workbook probably goes into some really deep stuff, stuff that people might have been stuffing for a while or, or burying. And I could see this would be very valuable to start the pattern of looking deep, feeling, noticing, and then and labeling and understanding and then connecting with others. So this is terrific. Thank you so, so much for sharing this. Yeah, of course. It's my pleasure. So, and in your book, you have 14 other experiences that are similar to this, right? Yeah. So in my book, we, we dive into why you have a critical voice. I get you to journal about where you think your, your critical inner voice comes from and, and what experiences got you to, to talk critically to yourself. Um, I share a lot of my story on each day. I, I tell you some of my experiences and what I have fought to overcome. Um, we talk about resisting your emotions and, and why we often fight the bad emotions that come. And we talk about um, forgiving yourself. Um, we even talk a little bit about meditation and positive affirmations. I mean, we go through, we go through it all. It's a progressive journey that you start at day one. And then by day 15, um, you're, it's not self-compassion doesn't come with a certificate of, you know, achievement or anything like that. But you do, you do transform in the 15 days and, and you are able to soften that, that negative critical voice that, you, that we often have inside ourselves. This is great. And to start new patterns of, okay, let's look at what's going on instead of just, you know, burying it, avoiding it. Um, exactly. Moving on angrily. <laughs> so yeah, this is great. Okay, awesome. Thank you. This technique is so valuable that Brittany shared with us today. Um, before you go, Brittany, we want, would love to hear an oops moment from you. Your last one is so memorable from your last episode. We'll never forget that one. So do you, I, you probably don't have something to top it, but do you have another oops <laughs> moment that you can share with us to make yourself relatable to our listeners? Oh, that's so funny. So I, the most recent one was probably, I'm potty training my three-year-old right now. And he has just resisted and resisted. He's actually three and a half. So he should have been potty trained a long time ago. But um, I've just been waiting for him to be ready. And he's finally ready. And we've been going through it for the past two weeks. And um, I had him in underwear. And I went and worked out in my garage. And I sent him downstairs to play in the playroom while I was working out. And, um, you know, 10 minutes in, I get the little garage door opens. And he comes out and says, Mommy, me peed my pants. And so I, you know. I jump off the treadmill and, and go inside and he has, um, he took his underwear off, but he had also been in socks and we have wood floors. And so all the way from the basement where he peed up the stairs and then through the living room, through the kitchen, there's these little pea sock footprints oh, all the so way through tense. the house <laughs> to where he, he go. came in and found me. So we, we got him all changed and, and washed up. And then I got to, to mop my floors. <laughs> Follow the trail, right? Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. Oh, sounds like my three-year-old. We're going through a lot of that right now too. You got to love potty training boys. I've done that four, five times. <laughs> <laughs> it's an adventure. Oh, well, Brittany, it has been lovely hearing from you today and learning from you about self-compassion. 
Thank you so, so much. Can you share with us one more time where our listeners can um, connect with you and find out more about your retreats and this wonderful workbook that you've shared with us today? Yeah, I would love to. So Instagram is a big, um, a big space for me. It's get out there girl. And there are underscores in between each word. Um, I also have Facebook, which is Get Out There Girl Adventures. Those are my two social media platforms. Um, I have a website that you can go to to get on my email list, which is where I send links to sign up for all of my retreats. Wonderful. And can you tell us one more time where you hold most of your retreats? Because we didn't mention that. That would be great for our listeners. <laughs> yeah, that's important. So I am, I live in Utah. And so most of the retreats are in the Utah, Idaho area. Utah is just the perfect playground for adventures. There's so much to do. Um, oh Outdoor play playground for adults, right? <laughs> yes, I, it is. It is the perfect place. So we do most of them in Utah and Idaho. Awesome. That's great. Thank you so much, Brittany. It has been a pleasure to have you back on our show. We really appreciate you sharing this valuable technique with our listeners today. Um, I was writing down as, as you went through, and I'm going to go dig a little deeper about my feelings about my situation that I'm, I'm dealing with right now. So thank you so much for that. Everybody, um, take the time to really dig in deep and, and connect with yourself and and have self-compassion and be, be, be very patient with the process. Cause I think that's, what's hard. We kind of expect perfection once we have learned, okay, I shouldn't be lashing out at my children. And then if we do, you know, that, that self-compassion needs to come back in again and that connecting and, and that understanding. So thank you so much, Brittany. We, we loved having you on our show today and appreciate all that you've shared. Thank you for having me. Thanks. Bye-bye. Horizon Drive is now offering a vision board masterclass. This masterclass is monthly. It starts at the first of every month and goes through the duration of the month. We meet one time per week to talk about tools and tips for reaching your goal. And we also have daily accountability calls. Check out the notes for this episode to join or follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Have you been enjoying the Arise and Thrive podcast? If you submit a review, we have got an offer for you. Click the link in the notes below this episode, enter your name and your email, and we will send you a free copy of our valuable Beginner's Guide to Managing Your Emotions.